And so, again, it just trying to paint a little bit of an appetizer of, of what it is, of who we are, what we believe, and uh, uh, who they can become. It, because the, the message is the same. We don't change the message, it, it, but it impacts everybody who's open to receive it. Uh, and so then, uh, while it, it explains uh, f- at least four topics, areas of our, of our doctrine, what we believe, then it begins to explain uh, our practices, how, this, how what we believe shows up in our life. Because faith without works is dead, right? It's what James talks about in uh, show me your faith by your works. Uh, and so we should be able to see our faith manifested in our life. And if, it, 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 if it's just a shallow message of salvation, a shallow faith that I just got to believe and that's it, uh, people may not see much fruit thereof, right? Because it's, it's, it, it's deeper than, than just a, a, a single confession of I confess and I accept uh, the Lord to be my Savior. And so it goes into that and explains what we as an apostolic, as a Pentecostal, how that plays out in our life. And finally, in the, the last part is uh, a brief history about this movement. And obviously, it begins uh, with Jesus in Acts chapter 2 and in the early church. But also, that story that I just in- opened it up with is here is in that third part. as Because Mary Arthur is a part of this Pentecostal movement, as well as you are and I am. We all have our stories They may not all be put into a book, but we all have our story of what God did for us. And if he did that for us and he can do it for you and and, and our neighbors and as many as the Lord our God shall call. And so this is this is what it means to uh, be Pentecostal. And it is a the, the word Pentecostal. Obviously, we know what that is, but. Coming from the mindset uh, of somebody who doesn't know anything about church, uh, we have to understand that there's probably a lot of things that people don't even know that we take for second nature. I mean, we don't even uh, we don't blink twice about Pentecostal speaking in tongues, utterance, and and all of these things. I mean, that's part of our everyday lingua. But somebody who has no idea or what even what the word Pentecost means, uh, we have to understand our audience. And you can't just come in there hitting them that you need to speak in tongues. Well, they don't even know what a tongue is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, uh, again, this, this can be a tool for you to reach your neighbor, uh, reach your friend. Uh, to uh, Obviously, y- it can be done in a session, maybe a long session. But, again, we don't, there's no need to rush through it. We're going to kind of rush through it here today because we're all, we've all been a part of this. But... Uh, I encourage you to, to use this resource in, in your evangelism and helping to reach and win your friends and families, even if it means uh, you give them the book. Uh, obviously, you get yourself a book and you give them a book and uh, just go through it together. Uh, say, hey, let's let's read the first two chapters and we'll come back and we'll talk about it, whatever. Obviously, just giving somebody a book and say, read it. Um, and, and let me know if I have any questions. Well, odds are they may not even read the book. Maybe they don't even like to read, right? And so we have to, uh, to, to make that accountability part. And, hey, I got this new book. 
let, let's read it. It talks about everything we believe in, and so I want you to, to a little bit know more a little bit about it, and so we'll just read it together and therefore uh, help keep each other accountable, and there, there can begin the, the beautiful session of, of a Bible study, uh, and, and all it needs is to get going, right? to get that initial meetings started and, and going, and then you can just start adding in uh, more Bible studies and, and more things. And, and so it's a great resource that we'll just briefly cover through. And so uh, we obviously understand us trying to convey everything that we, that we know and we believe and we practice. Uh, sometimes maybe we, we, we can skip a lot of things, and, and this book tries to help simplify it down to, uh, what, uh, what it is we believe, and so uh, obviously <coughs> in chapter one, this is ba- about our, our doctrine, what we believe. We believe that obviously that uh, God is uh, alive, and that God is able to be experienced. Uh, he's not just some distant God that's in heaven just watching and laughing at what's going on in humanity, but God wants to be active in our life and uh, be here uh, with us through all that we do. Um, in the early 18th century, there was a, a philosopher named William Paley uh, who believed in, he was a, a proponent of natural theology, meaning that uh, nature, nature itself teaches that there is a God. And Romans talks about that. Paul, Paul mentions that, how uh, the, the glory of, of God is manifested in this world, and nature itself cre- uh, teaches us that there is a God. And so he came up with this analogy. Uh, I'm sure maybe you've heard it before, but uh, he had, uh, he, he f- he, his analogy was that he found, he was walking along the beach, I think, or walking somewhere, and he found a, a, a watch on the ground. Uh, I don't know if it was a Rolex or what, but he found the watch. And he, you pick it up, and immediately you look at it, and you immediately know somebody made this watch, right? I mean, this thing, this, this is not part of nature. This, this is something foreign. Uh, and so you obviously know that there is a, a watchmaker out there somewhere, and he dropped the watch here. Uh, and so you know, uh, you don't know who the watchmaker is, you don't know his name, but you know that somebody made this watch. And so he then argues that the world is so much more complex than this little watch. And so if, if we know and we have the trust and faith and believe that somebody can make this watch, and if this world is more complex than a watch, then there's got to be a maker of this world. Uh, and so that is kind of the, the, the angle that he would go and to, to reach out and, and to, to teach people that there is a God out there. And, and God, but, but the thing is, is that God is more than just this wor- the designer of this world. As uh, the designer of the watch, the maker of the watch, he puts it together and he puts a price tag on it and you take it home and, and you wear it. But you, odds are you've never met the watchmaker you have his product you see it you know he's out there you know he's out there but you've never met him and and as this world is more complex than a watch uh and there is a maker for this world 
Uh, he is more than just its designer and more than just its, its maker, but he actually wants to meet you. Uh, he wants to, to walk with you. He wants to live with you. The, the maker of this world wants to be a part of your daily life. Uh, and so he, even though it, the Bible describes him as a, a, a God who's in the heavens, he is there right next to us and, and even in, lives inside of us. And he knows what we are going through. Uh, the, the watchmaker has no idea about our life. But yet the creator of this world does. And he wants to be a part of it. And so Hebrews tells us that even the creator of the world is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows what we are going through, what we are experiencing. And that makes it that much more powerful to know that the creator of this heavens and the earth is, uh, is here. And he is out there. And he just doesn't want to stay out there. But he wants to come inside of us and be a part of us. Uh, and so, again, this is, this is the part of... Uh, we believe in that there is a God out there and that he wants to ex uh, uh, have an encounter with you and you with him. And he wants to change your world and, and reveal himself uh, to you and what his plan is for a life. There's another person who, who impacted the, the, the world, the culture, I guess, if you will. His name was Martin Hanford. I don't know if you recognize the name or not, but maybe you'll recognize his work. His work, he, he made some books. Uh, it's called Where's Waldo? And, and so obviously if you're familiar with that, uh, you, you, you spend the time searching for Waldo throughout the, the, all the, the finite details, the little details, and, and he's purposely hidden there and just, just enough to make himself known. But uh, as, as the time it takes to find Waldo, uh, we know that the creator of this world, while he may seem to be distant, he is actually easier to find than Waldo. The amount of time it takes you to look for Waldo, if you spent that time looking for God, you'll find God because God will show up, right? Uh, the Bible says he is not very far from every one of us. Uh, if we search him out with our whole heart, uh, everything within us looking for God, we will find God. We will find the maker of this universe, and we will find out what uh, he has, his will is for our life. Because we're not just a number, we're not just a random person, but God has a purpose and a plan for every single one of us. And so we believe that God will reveal himself to people that are hungry for him. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And, and God's not going to let a, a hungry soul go thirsty and die of thirst, especially the one that is seeking after him. He's going to show himself strong and reveal himself to the person. Uh, and so God uh, is, is constantly revealing himself to humanity, uh, to this world. It's only obviously to those who are actually looking for him and wanting this ex encounter with him. That will actually see him and find him. And so it doesn't matter how long we've been in this. God still wants to reveal even more things to us. Uh, to, to, to open up our minds and our understanding. And to get a deeper walk with him. We can be in church for, for 85 years. And God still wants to reveal himself to us. In ways that he hasn't been for. That's how big our God is. And that he's not just some distant being out there. But he wants to walk and talk with us. And reveal himself to us. Uh, but we got to stay in the mindset of being uh, ready to receive 
whatever God has. And so, obviously, this, this encounter, this Pentecostal uh, encounter is really truly begins when we are filled with the Holy Ghost, when we are filled with His Spirit, because that's where uh, God can really begin to do a work. And so, not only do we believe that there's a God out there who wants to be a part of our life, we also believe that he wants to live inside of us, that he wants to give us his spirit so that we can actually be the person that God is calling us to be. Because without the power of the Holy Ghost, we can only go so far of our natural abilities. And we're always, we, all, we, 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 we fall short just to begin with. Uh, and so without, a, without an, a helping hand, without something uh, extra to help us, we're always going to fall short. And so... That is why we need the Holy Ghost, and we know that if that is so important in our walk with God, you would think that God would make it, uh, make a, make it a visible sign where you can check the box and say, I absolutely know that I have the Holy Ghost, and he did that, and that is what? Speaking in other tongues, right? The initial sign of filling, being filled with the Holy Ghost, as, John, as he said in John 3, uh, 3, uh, verse 3 through 8, talking about being born again. In verse 8, he talks about those that are born of the Spirit, you hear a sound thereof. And so uh, we're thankful that God, uh, in this great plan that he has for us to trust in him, that he makes it easy to believe because he gives us signs. It's, it, I'm thankful for the signs that God shows us, and we can hear uh, that we know that we're on the right path, right? And so we believe that God, that's what God wants, us, wants to do in our life. And we also believe in the supernatural that God um, does miracles, right? Uh, every single day there's a miracle happening somewhere that God's manifested power is being shown in somebody's life, in somebody's situation. Uh, and so we know that miracles still happen today, even though many of them are recorded in the Bible. Uh, that is not just a historical document, but that can apply today. And so uh, we, we want to make sure that uh, we let people know that we still believe in miracles. And a miracle can happen in anybody's life. Uh, and so the modern, uh, what we, our, our modern church, our modern movement was birthed in an atmosphere of miracles uh, in the upper room uh, because uh, of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And then obviously all the miracles that Jesus did was drawing people's attention to him uh, and teaching them his doctrine and his ways. And so we know that there is a God out there and he wants to be a part of our life and he re reveals himself to mankind. We just have to open our minds and understanding to, to what that is. And if we do that, we will see and we will know what God is wanting in our life. Uh, the main way that God reveals himself to us is through his, his word, his Bible, the Bible, the Holy Bible. Uh, and so we, we understand, we have to understand that if there's a God out there and he wants to be a part of our life, uh, that the, the word of God is his word. Uh, and it is the infallible word of God that it is, it is, it is exactly what he wants us to know. And the Bible talks about how uh, it is an inspired, uh, inspired word of God that the men of Scripture, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. And so everything that we need to be a follower of Jesus Christ is found in his word. You don't got to go to other words, other books, 
other, other encyclopedias or, or dictionaries or all these um, creeds or any kind of historical documents. All you need to be a, a true follower of Jesus Christ is the Word of God because if, it, if the complete uh, the completeness of a disciple is not found in the Word of God, then really what good is it, right? It is good from the beginning to the ending, the Alpha and the Omega. He is everything, and so it is all found in the Word of God, and we have to believe that uh, the, the Word that is given to us is the Word that God wants us to have. Can you imagine the, the creator of this world who, who just spoke this complex world and universe into being has, has this plan uh, his will to be done and he has a message he wants to give to his people he wants his word to be given to them uh, can you imagine as as intricate as everything is that everything is is finely tuned in this world can you imagine um, if the thought that the word that he wants us to have we can't get it Right. That the Holy Bible, even though there's, you know, the, the Bible that you and I hold in our hands. And I mean, there's a history to that, how that all came together. And if we don't believe that that is exactly what God wants us to know, uh, yet he can make the whole universe. But yet somehow a man messed up the Bible. And this is not exactly all that he wants. Like, uh, how can God create this universe and yet not have exactly what he wants us to know in the word of God? Right. Uh, those two thoughts don't really work together. If you believe he made the world, then you've got to believe that the Bible that we have is, is everything that God wants us to have. Because uh, he, can, he moves on people, and he, there's a reason that they uh, chose to put all these things in the, in the canon of the scripture. Uh, they, they didn't put everything in. They kept things out. Obviously, we believe that God was at work there. And I know there's other... Uh, other works that uh, are, are religious and they talk about that. But for whatever reason, we have the Bible that God wants us to have. And we have to believe that this is his word. Everything is found in that word. And so uh, everything uh, from salvation to living right, how to live, is, is found in the word of God. And so because God is constantly revealing himself to us and to humanity, we just got to be open to receive uh, what that is and so we know that uh, his Bible the word of God is is, is our, our textbook for being uh, a, a disciple and so but we also believe that uh, Jesus is God it manifested in the flesh that this God who loves us so much who created mankind and created this world he came himself uh, to save us because uh, he knew that we would need saving. That through Jesus, the worlds were made. Everything that was made was made was made through him, uh, through the idea that he's going to come and die for us. That doesn't mean that, uh, the, that the son, God the son, preexisted and he was uh, the, the second God in the Trinity, that he's the one who made the world. No, uh, but John says in one one, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The word is the logos, the, the thought, the idea. And so before God made the world, he already had the idea that he would have to come and die for humanity. And so it's through that thought, through the thought of Jesus himself is why he made the world uh, the way it is. And so we know that he is God and that God is a spirit, 
Uh, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so that we know that there is only one God. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Uh, he is the first and the last. He is not uh, one of three, but there is only one God in heaven. And so even though the Bible describes these ways that he reveals himself to mankind as, you know, the father of all creation in the son as, as the redemption uh, because he became a man as we are, uh, the incarnate son, the only begotten son to save us, to be the sacrifice for us. And obviously through his spirit uh, does he also work. And so we know that uh, the title father describes God as father of all creation and father of his people. The title son refers to God coming in the flesh uh, the child Jesus was begotten miraculously by the Spirit, and uh, the Holy Ghost describes, uh, obviously, the moving of the Spirit, but it is all the same because uh, God the Father is not different than God the, the, the Spirit because God is a Spirit. How Then you're telling me there's two Spirits, right? Uh, so if there's only one Spirit, God the Father, God is the Father of all. And, and so we understand that this this oneness, this one God showed up in humanity in human form as Jesus to be our sacrifice, uh, the, uh, the, in, the, the spotless, sinless lamb of God that was slain for humanity. And so he, he wasn't, Jesus wasn't the first sinless man because Adam was sinless when he was made. But yet he allowed, he, he, he fell into sin and so then sin corrupted everybody. Uh, but Jesus, uh, was born sinless, and he remained sinless. Uh, be, he became the sacrifice for all of us. And so uh, that is obviously, as a Pentecostal, we believe that, one God, and uh, his name is Jesus. And, and uh, we know that he came, Jesus came to, to, to tell us his message of how to be saved. He be, he, we, we teach and preach of what he, what he taught, and obviously John 3 and 5 is uh, uh, the foundational uh, message of being born into the kingdom and and the the disciples expounded on that as they preached what jesus told them to preach and so uh the new birth the gospel uh the death burial the resurrection of jesus christ we have to apply that in our life and we experience the newness of life that jesus has for us and that is through uh repenting and dying out to our sins being buried in water baptism as jesus was buried and then receiving the Holy Ghost and the resurrection of the new life, evidenced by speaking in other tongues. And so that is the, that is the salvation part of, of who we are. Uh, but that is, uh, again, just a small detail on what it actually means to be Pentecostal. Uh, because there's so much in it. And so uh, that, that kind of covers briefly what we as Pentecostals believe uh, in our lives, and uh, then it goes on to, well, you believe all that. How does that work out in your life? How's that demonstrated? Show me your faith by your works, and your show me your what you believe by how you act, and, and what you say, and what you look like, and uh, that that sends a big strong message to who you really are is in the way we live our lives, and so the way it's played out in our life is is really called uh, holiness, and I know. Uh, it can, it can be when we say holiness, we imme- can immediately begin to think about uh, 
what we wear, don't wear, how we dress or act, but it's, it's really the, the calling of the, the apostolic, the calling of the believer is to live a holy life. And so holiness encompasses our whole life, every aspect of our life, and that is the call of everyone to come out from among them and come out from among the world to be separate, saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing, and I will uh, receive you. And once we do that, we are giving our life to him, and uh, that manifests itself in, in every aspect of our life. You can't give your whole heart to God, and there be areas of your life that is not impacted. You can't, you can't allow, have Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and you go live like a hooligan. There's something, there's something that's missing there, right? Because if you really give your whole heart to him, your whole life is going to be impacted. And everything that you do, every, the way you think, the way you look, the way you act, your attitude, every, the way you dress, every single thing is going to be impacted. Why? Because you gave your whole self to him. So he, if he truly is Lord, as we proclaim, as people say, Lord means he has the, the, he has the say in everything that I do. Every single thing that I do, he has the final say. That's what it really means for him to say that he is Lord of my life. Uh, and so the call to holiness is saying, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do and however you want me to do it, whatever you don't want me to do, I'm okay with that because uh, I, I love you and I've given you my whole heart and everything. And so uh, obviously with respect to God, holiness means absolute purity perfection, sinlessness, we have all, we're already disqualified from that because we're fallen, fallen creatures. But that's what that's when holiness is ascribed uh, about God. But when it's talking about his people, holiness means conforming to the character and the will of God. Because if that's who God is, God is holy, then holiness is the call for us to be like that. Uh, and, and drawing closer to God, becoming more holy means we're, we're putting away all kinds of things in our life and things of this world uh, to be more like him. And so it teaches that, that holiness for God's people is twofold, separation from the world, separation from the sin, but also means dedication unto God. You can't, be, you can't separate yourself from the world and then try to live your own life. If you are truly separated from the world, the only other direction is to, be, to, to go towards God, right? You can't separate from the world and, and be your own island. That's, that's still the philosophy of this world is, is uh, your own kingdom. And so you can't be separated from the world truly without being dedicated to him because uh, that is what his will is for us. Musicians, if you come and so... Uh, and the way to live this this holy life that God has called us to live is obviously through uh, the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's this this supernatural power that gives us the ability to uh, resist sin and overcome temptation. And uh, even when where we failed uh, before uh, with our own efforts, with the with the power of God, you, you're telling me you can't overcome that. That's that's not what the Bible teaches because 
God is all almighty and all powerful. And if we have his spirit and we allow his spirit to work in us, we can overcome anything, any sickness, any, any disease, any sin, any addiction, anything can be overcome with the help of the Holy Ghost. And so that's why God gives that to us so that we can overcome the temptations of this world and uh, of that. And so um, that, that is what it means to, to live a holy life is really to live ourselves, uh, to be dedicated to God. And so to, to, to live out holiness, uh, we do everything to the glory of God, everything to the glory of God. Uh, and so does that, does that include what I watch? Everything to the glory of God. Does that include what I wear? Everything to the glory of God, right? At what point do we do people not understand what everything means, right? If the Bible says we do all uh, everything for His glory, that includes our whole life. Every little single detail of our life should be done to the, His glory. If we're not doing it for God's glory, we're doing it for the wrong reason, and then there obviously is an issue that we have to overcome and deal with in our life, and so. And obviously, do everything unto the glory of God is found in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. To avoid anything that is detrimental in our life, anything that is not beneficial, or anything that, that becomes a weight that can hold us back from what God is wanting us to do. That is the, a part of the call of, to be holy, is to let go of all of those things in our life. And avoid anything that can gain uh, control over us. Uh, to contain a, a, a stronghold in our life, we, uh, we avoid those things. And also we avoid anything that can harm others because uh, we want to show God's love, grace, and mercy that he has shown us. And so the way that this is holiness is manifested in our life is through our attitudes, through our thoughts, through our words, through uh, what we put in front of our eyes, um, our appearance, uh, our appearance uh, how we dress, and how we present ourselves to the world, the stewardship of our body, because once we receive the Holy Ghost, our body becomes the church, our, be our body becomes the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so if we wouldn't smoke cigarettes in the, inside this church, we shouldn't be smoking cigarettes out there because this body is now the temple, right? Uh, if we're not going to graffiti the church, if people won't spray paint the church, why would we spray paint our bodies? Why would we cover and paint our bodies if we wouldn't dare do that to this church? Our body is more important than this building. But yet people would treat this building with more reverence and respect than they do the actual body, which God is living in our bodies. God's not living in this building. He's living in our bodies. Uh, and so that's what it means to be holy and to pursue holiness is to allow God's work in us. If you stand with me today. And so through all of this, how it plays out in our life, obviously the Bible, uh, this little book goes into uh, what it means to be Pentecostal in our worship experience, how we, we, we worship God, we come together, and the Bible talks about singing and dancing, playing mis instruments and singing and, and running and, and all of these things, uh, and that's just a part of, uh, of our service, but really all of our life is for the worship of God. And again, everything, all aspects of our life is to bring Him glory. And so uh, it goes into talking about the gifts of the Spirit and uh, the service gifts and leadership gifts and supernatural gifts and operation of the gifts. Again, this is all things that we believe uh, as being a Pentecostal. It, it may not 
Uh, we can't expect this all to come out in a 30-minute in a session meeting at, at a coffee shop trying to tell, teach somebody about what it means to be Pentecostal. But again, uh, this book is a good uh, overview of what, it, what you and I actually believe. And, and maybe, uh, maybe you're, you're, you don't know as much as you want to know about things. Hey, start reading the book. Uh, and maybe uh, it's going to open up your minds to things. Well, I never thought about it like that or, or, or what? That's, that's what. that's growing in Christ and growing in what God wants us to be. And so ultimately, uh, we have to give an answer to everyone that asks of us. And as much as we'd like to say, hey, just go read this book. This is what I believe. It's got to be more than that. We got to have the resources available to help teach and guide them. But uh, we got to know who we are, that we are an apostolic Pentecostal, that we are born again, that, that we have a story just like Mary Arthur's story of, of how she encountered this Pentecostal message and became a part of the Pentecostal movement. You and I, we all have our own testimony. We, are, we have our own part of this history that God is forming throughout the ages. And we have our story that we can share to somebody else on, on what it means being Pentecostal and so it's on us to share that to somebody else and we may not always do the best at explaining it and, and know what to say but that's why we uh, we're doing these Bible studies once a month of, of going through salvation and and today going through this little book about what it means to be Pentecostal because we want others to know about it because somehow we found out about it whether it's our family years ago or we had that encounter somebody told us about the gospel of Jesus Christ so freely we have received so freely we need to give that to somebody else give that the opportunity to come to an altar to be filled with the Holy Ghost and be baptized in Jesus name because that's just a little bit of what it means to be Pentecostal uh, but it's every day living that Pentecostal experience over and over again and I want to I want to live that every single day and to share that with somebody else and so we all have our story to tell and let's all go out and to, to, to tell somebody about that amen amen let's worship the Lord together let's thank him uh, as being a Pentecostal, we are used to worshiping him, so we know how to do that. So let's worship him as we close out here today. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Help us, Jesus, to become better disciples, to be better apostolics, God. Study in your word, understanding who we are, the children of God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. And here I am to worship. And here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely. All together worthy. All together wonderful to
to me. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. Hallelujah. What you've given to us, God, the, the message and the salvation you've poured into our lives, God. Help us, Lord, to go and tell somebody else about that and teach them and instruct them the ways of your will. Amen. These Bible studies that we are going through here once a month, uh, they're right through this door. There's a corner. You can't miss it. That's where we keep the Bible studies. You can grab one. If you want to teach it, uh, you'll see the ones that we've we've taught, and maybe you'll, you'll get a glimpse of the ones that are coming. Uh, but again, that's where, uh, that's where the Bible studies are. We put there for you can just grab them, teach them to yourself, and you, so you can teach them to somebody else. Also out there on the, the Welcome Center, there's little there's tracks. There's even smaller little pamphlets that you can you can hand out to somebody. They have doctrine things that we believe in there. So there's uh, the more of the tracks are out there. Bible studies are back here. You're welcome to take them all. I hope uh, I love reordering them when they're gone and they're getting low because that means they're they're out here somewhere, right? They're not staying on the shelf. Hopefully they're not staying on your shelf somewhere. But uh, that's that's on us to 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 teach and to grow ourselves so we can give an answer to them and teach them this beautiful message. Aren't you thankful to be an, a Pentecostal, an apostolic Pentecostal? Amen. The, the Bible experience what it means to be a, a true disciple. Amen. We're going to transition into prayer today, uh, and then we're going to begin our worship service. Amen. God bless you all.